0: support for this podcast comes from staples staples is the leading provider in office supplies offering a vast selection of products and services over the last two years staples has also become one of america's largest janitorial suppliers as well from your everyday business essentials to your office furniture printing facilities and break room staples can do it all staples offers benefits to help create efficiencies in procurement and consolidate vendors to streamline internal processes visit www.staplesadvantage.com to learn more welcome to successful
1: contractor powered by certain path formerly success group international a show for residential contractors about residential contractors we chronicle business journeys share insights and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry i'm your host Bob Houchin. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contractor are available on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice. And for more information on how Certain Path can put your contracting company on a certain path to success, visit our new website, www.mycertainpath.com, or give us a call at 866 299 8505. One quick note Certain Path members, our fall expo is almost here. It's October 3rd through the 6th. At the Gaylord Rockies in Denver, Colorado. Hotel rooms are sold out for many nights, but I know our incredible events team has secured some overflow rooms at nearby properties. But that means if you haven't registered, do so now before those overflow rooms are sold out too. We expect well over 1,000 people at this expo. You don't want to miss it. Okay, let me introduce today's guest. It's Nick Bjork of Bjork Heating and Air Conditioning in Columbia, Maryland. This is a great story of a small family business. In just a few short years, Burek has grown from 600000 in revenue to on target to hit $3 million this year. And this just looks like the beginning of their growth and their journey into a, building a great, successful business. So without further ado, here's Nick Burek of Burek Heating and Air Conditioning in Columbia, Maryland. I hope you enjoy our conversation and take away another two. Hey, Nick. So good to see you. Thanks for being on the show today. Uh, for those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, could you please share your name, your company name, and where you guys are located? Sure.
2: Yeah, my name's Nick Burek, and uh, the company name is Burek Heating and Air Conditioning. And we're located in Columbia, Maryland, which is about 20 minutes outside of Baltimore. But we service,
1: you know, basically between the Baltimore and Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Very good, very good. You are a a small family business, very much family business. Kind of share with everyone the the makeup of the company. Sure. Well,
2: my dad started the company in 2000 with my uncle, uh, but they had both already been in the trade for, I think, like nearly 10 years at that point anyways. So, yeah, Yeah. they're they're pushing over 30 years of experience. So, we have five total people who are capable of installing. Three of them are also able to do service calls and maintenance. So. We Have some good crossover there, but total we have um, um eight total technicians, including my dad, who's kind of involved in the field on and off, uh, more yeah. so overseeing things. I am the only person in the office at the moment, but soon I'll have my first hire so that I can you know do more productive things. yeah, uh, and yeah, so just me in the office, and then we have one at the moment one service tech who also sells. So okay. she's a, a selling tech and um, yeah, we're running pretty lean at the moment, but we're definitely sure. at, the, at the point where we need to make more hires so that my dad and I can focus on, you know, working on the business as opposed to too much in it. Right, right. Female selling tech. Is that what I heard? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's she's great. A, yeah. Full-time service tech. And then she also did the comfort advisor training, the selling tech training, great. and she's yeah. really
1: crushing it at the moment. That's fantastic. That's I'm trying to interview more and more female technicians and salespeople to kind of open people's minds to that, which sounds silly in 2022, but it, it's still you know in our trades it's it's still something that's lagging behind. That's wonderful. How long has she been with you? Two years in June. Two years in June. That's neat. That's great to hear. So
2: yeah.
1: Well, good. Well, well, we're talking in general because she's not just doing well; the whole company is doing really well. Kind of just you know, this is a, a time to toot your horn a little bit. Talk about the growth. The last couple of years uh, that Bjork's experienced. Sure. So
2: I got involved with the with the company in 2015, and I was kind of on and off for three years, just working on some of the back end stuff. And then, yeah. yeah, two years ago, I became full time. Um, and you know, when I first got involved, there were really no systems or processes. There was no, uh, you know, we weren't really tracking KPIs. Sure. Um, We didn't have a huge residential base. At the moment, it was kind of a mix of residential and um, like being subcontractors to other other companies. Um, So my first, the first thing I did was focus on marketing. I got us online so that people could find us who were in our area. And that didn't really cost anything, but had a huge return. So that was a good way to slowly build the residential base. Right, right. And then it took me about three years to convince my father to do a rebranding where I basically made him into a caricature and put him on the truck. Yeah. Uh, he's got a really distinct mustache and people comment on it every day. So I was like, yeah, let's just put it on the truck. So it took me three years to convince him to do that. And I had <laughs> to end up money, to, you know, put my money where my mouth is because I was telling sure. him it would have it would have really good return. So once we did that, that definitely helped with the mm-hmm. call volume and building the brand in the areas that we were looking to grow. Yeah. So um, when I first got involved, I think that that year or the year before he closed out at around Mm 600,000. And then let's see, 2020 we did 1.5 and then 2021 ended on 2.1. So in the past two years where the most growth happened because it took a while to build the momentum and build the systems processes, find good people, hire the wrong people and then bring in the right oh, yeah. people making sure. lots of mistakes but it's start i think we're starting to build momentum where as long as we keep doing
1: doing what we're doing we'll continue to grow yeah and you said uh, 22 this year if, if things continue as expected you projected you'll you'll do what 2.8 to
2: 3. that's great 2.8 i think pretty conservative yeah and three plus is possible depending on how the summer goes and how
1: Uh, efficient where you are able to you know schedule installs and whatnot yeah yeah for sure and and most importantly it's a it's a good double digit net profit number right you're not you're not working for free (laughs) (laughs) no not working for free at all we don't want to
2: grow if we're not able to profit while we're doing it because i mean a big part of growing is is the growing pains and it can be stressful so i mean why
1: would you want to grow if you're not doing it in a profitable way sure sure i agree so what talk about the relationships you guys had with those other contractors maybe you know your dad well first of all let's let's slow down let's slow down before we dig yeah. into the nuts and bolts your dad uh-huh. started the business in 2000 you were i mean you were a kid you know when that when that yeah, happened. yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you know he and, and and your uncle they they've been able to survive through some crazy times right because the recession hit 2008 2009 i mean i was in this industry i saw what it did um so maybe kind of share their story. Like what, how did they get into it? Why did they decide to do it, do this? Absolutely. So they both got involved in their later twenties when
2: they were like 25 mm-hmm. and my uncle's a bit older. So 28 for him. Yeah. They were in the trade for a while. Um, and they both are very, very high quality technicians and, um, they're a farming family. So they grew up with, oh, okay. uh, yeah, five, five kids, three, three boys, two, Two girls, and so they work the farm. They're very, very hard workers, and they really sure. believe in doing things right. You know, being respectful to the customer and treating people's home the way that you'd want them to uh, you know, treat yours. So those yeah. principles definitely built a good reputation for them. So that when he started when he started his own thing in 2000, he had a good network of people who wanted him to do their work. So yeah. that's really what what carried us up until you know up until up until we started focusing on the residential growth, yeah, um, those are kind of the principles that we've carried over into yeah.
1: how we raise technicians and train technicians. That's great. That's great. And it's that work ethic that that kept them through some of those tough times where a lot of businesses closed, and and you guys were able to get through all that. I know, obviously, you weren't living that at the time. You were you were very young, but uh, well, oh, yeah, I do. There remember. are a lot of companies that didn't survive it. Yeah, no, no, I do. I do remember it being yeah.
2: particularly tough when the. When the whole 2008 thing happened, and sure. there were definitely, it got pretty close to the point where he couldn't do payroll, because at that point it was it was him, my uncle, and then um, another like family friend. So he continued to pay them through through the slump and almost almost didn't make it, but yeah. they were still pretty small. They didn't they weren't paying rent anywhere, so they definitely yeah. scraped by and, and made it through. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, that, that farm uh, work ethic got them through, right. They just found yeah. a way. They're, yeah. they're a dying breed of people for sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your, so your, your journey. Um, So obviously <laughs> you didn't get into, into this right away. I mean, you were around the business. I'm sure you were probably pulled into it as a kid to, to help dad out at times and stuff like that. But what did you do right after graduation? Uh, like what was your journey to get back into the family business?
2: Okay. So after high school, I uh, I went to Salisbury University. It's on the eastern shore of Maryland, mm-hmm. and I only went there for two years because um, I started with network marketing or multi-level marketing, which yeah. at the time I was young and you know I, I, I was very sold to the to the idea, and I ended up doing really well with it. So I left after my second year and did a bunch of traveling um, in Europe to build my teams there. And so That's I did cool. Some yeah, I did some public speaking, made some really great money, but in the end, uh, it was a very valuable learning experience because <laughs> it's a very gray area. Yeah. So after that, I had built at least some scale sales skills and marketing knowledge and managing people. So yeah. I had always in the back of my mind thought that I could come into the family business and 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 help my dad out because we kind of balance each other out. You yeah. know, I like dealing with people more. I'm I'm, you know, a good fit for the back end, and he's a great sure. fit for the front end in the field. Um, yeah. but, you know, we I I don't particular at first, especially I didn't
1: work well with him particularly.
2: So the father a-
1: son's a difficult dynamic. I mean, I you right. know I understand it. Right. My dad used to always say he coached all my teams. He goes, if I said something, you never listen to me. But if another coach said it, you, you listen, right? Away. I think that's right. just ingrained in all of us.
2: Right. And so he was still working in his in his garage making metal. And I knew that we had to you know find somewhere affordable to get him out of his get him out of his garage so it man it, yeah. it was really hard to get him to sign a lease yeah. it was very very hard to gain his confidence and sure, and trust sure. in my decision making so that was also a very gradual thing so now yeah. when i have suggestions and plans he's just like yeah you handle it i i i trust you trust you so that's been a big growing experience for the two of us that's great
1: that let's explore that a little bit because you you guys are you're you're unique in the fact that you're not in the field your kind of roles are somewhat reversed from a lot of companies but you're still working together right and that is not un not that's fairly common in 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 our group and in our trade uh and people come to us all the time i just we need more sessions at expo on working with family we need more content on working with family how did you guys um Obviously you love each other, right? But but how did you kind of develop that trust that and how did you gain his trust? Like what little wins did you have along the way to get there? Yeah. So to <laughs> his credit, to, to yep. his
2: credit, he's the one who joined SGI, you know yeah. um, you know, now certain path, but at the time SGI and, and at the time airtime five hundred. So yep. to his credit, he you know, he went to a profit day and and, and um and made the made the the jump. Yeah. Um, but he found it very difficult to implement all the things that he was learning because he kind of needed a partner. Yeah. And when I got involved, I started just looking at everything that SGI had to offer. And I was like, okay, this is, I mean, this is exactly what I need. I don't know this industry very well. So this is yeah. perfect. So a few of the victories along the way were, was definitely um, like starting to implement the things that you guys teach and seeing results okay. so little results building trust and confidence over time yeah. and definitely uh, probably my biggest win i would say was was convincing him to let me rebrand the company because that's young yeah. that's been an absolutely huge factor to our success
1: yeah well you know i guess he trusted you right you, you knew that the marketing side of things from from your prior experience and i i did a little research you know i could on, on you guys before we hit hitting you know record and all that and i looked at the website the trucks are beautiful love the picture of your dad he's got that unique mustache like he said he, he, it's all kind of that old time you know timey mustache where you can't help but like see it and not go Oh, i trust that guy right away it's kind of funny how that makes you feel but it's got that classic feel like oh man the company's probably been around for hundreds of years right you know and you know the company has been around that long we can trust i liked it so how, how did you come up with the branding and everything do you work with a vendor or do you do it yourself no so i worked with kick charge creative mm-hmm. i it took me a long time to decide
2: who i wanted to work with as well so it's not like i sure. knew exactly what i was gonna do the whole time most definitely like over those three years that he was hesitant i was just like searching around and Reading about branding and looking at sure. other examples of companies that have branding that I like, and looking yep. for just looking at different companies' portfolios. So yep. then, when I found Kick Charge, I I immediately knew that um that's what I wanted to work with.
0: Yeah, they had
2: they had case studies, and then I also just love their portfolio. Yeah, and I that they could help us. bring you it did to the level. right. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, as far as as far as expense, it's got a bit more upfront. Uh, you know upfront cost. You know designing the logo, the the stationery, getting the the trucks wrapped and everything. But over the course of their lifetime, they're one of the cheapest ways to do yes. it. So yes. that was you know an upfront investment that we were willing to make.
1: Yeah. And um, I mean it's got huge impact if you do it right. Right. Yep. I think that's the biggest thing for small companies to wrap their heads around. It's it's a rolling billboard for you. And when it is done right, I mean, people, it it, it definitely grabs attention. It sits in a neighborhood for, right, two hours or plus, and people, they they notice it when something looks nice. People Um, take pictures. People take pictures of my dad with the truck. They honk at him on the road. Oh, (laughs) yeah. That's great. All right, so you did the rebrand. It sounds like you also you established your internet presence, and all of a sudden, all these extra leads start coming in. Is what it sounds like. Yes, reviews were reviews, reviews, and the Google My
2: Business profile. Yeah. Adding yeah. photos or like, actively asking for reviews, responding to the reviews doesn't yeah. cost anything, but That's has time. It has huge. It, it can give you some really huge results. So yeah. for any other contractors that are you know still on the smaller side and don't have these kinds
1: of things implemented that would be my first yeah uh, my first recommendation because it's very yep. low hanging fruit yep i i would say with marketing you either spend time or money but you're spending one of them to get leads so the time you spend to get your presence going and to ask for reviews that really pays off at that smaller level um I, I am intrigued because uh, this does come up a lot. You know, you guys had existing relationships, it sounds like, with other contractors where I guess you're yeah. doing their installs. Um, and, and I'm assuming there's some relationships that existed there for a long time. When did, uh, was that a clean cut? Did you just go, hey, we, this is the prices we're going to start charging now, or we just don't want to do this business anymore? or How did you kind of phase that that part of the business out? Well, we, we still didn't completely phase it out. I
2: mean, okay. we, we, we trimmed the fat a bit. So the, you know, the, um, the other contractors with less profitable jobs and yeah our relationship with them wasn't professional as, as professional as we wanted it to be. But we held on to a core group of other contractors that, um, has become pretty good fill in work. Okay. Um, like in the, in the shoulder seasons, they've been pretty important. They contribute to our bottom line. They're good. good they're good training opportunities for the younger technicians. Okay. Uh, yeah, we just, we, we haven't gotten quite to the point where
1: it would benefit us a lot more to completely cut it off. Sure, sure. But at least you're making money. You're not, you're not yes. running work and losing money on it. At the same mm-hmm. time, which happens a lot. It happens a lot in this industry. Yeah,
2: That's and we raise our prices with these contractors as well. And yeah. they
1: were fine with it because they still wanted us to do their work. They see the value, for sure, for yeah. sure. Good, all right, so there's some, there's some of the early stage things, right, you know, you, you, got, you got the marketing going, you're starting to get additional leads. What are, you know, you, you said, you, you know, you start, you jump back into the, the, the business full time, you're like, hey, look at all the stuff that SGI offers. That, you know, Dad, you said before you didn't have time to do, so let's go ahead and start doing that. Um, I'm just gonna kind of roll through some of the things. How about like a service fee, or is that something you guys, you know, had implemented back in the day, or you, is that something you, you were running, or is that a new change? It was
2: a new change at one point, but to my, it, that was my dad's decision. He's the one who implemented yeah. the service fee, so.
1: Okay. So he got know, on board he, with that early on. He hopped on board with the, with a few of the, the SGI things right off the bat. Okay, okay, very good. So I guess the value added thing as well. See the uniform you're wearing now, nice uniform. You know, the truck wraps, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure the, the, the shoe covers, all the things that, that do uh, add that perceived value. So that was early, an early change yeah and it makes us look more professional and yeah it's i mean that's a way of marketing in and of itself sure sure how about um in terms of of delivering service in the home you know we talk to uh you know we have the training classes and stuff like that but and a lot of it is is the teaching the tools that we offer so uh you know system performance reports where you know your your dad or another technician goes out and and does a complete diagnostic of, of the system and says hey this is what's good this is what's Iffy, this is what's bad. Is that something you guys implemented early on? Is that something you have place now?
2: No, we didn't do that early on.
1: We uh-huh. just in the past couple of years started
2: to become more thorough with the, um, like with the maintenance visits and the the tune-ups, yep. and as well as the service calls themselves. But we're finding a lot more opportunities
1: naturally. Sure, sure, sure uh did it was a club membership uh, you guys have something now i saw it on the website I, I forget what you call it but was that a a newer thing a club membership or did your dad always kind of have that in place club memberships are also
2: new we didn't do mm-hmm. them for a while because we didn't have someone in the office who could reliably track everything and make calls sure. and stuff like that so my dad didn't really want to sell them because of that reason and sure i totally understand why but um you know I, that was something that that i came in to to do so, now we are at about 300 club
1: members. There you go. That's good. I mean, it, it, in, in HVAC, can start spiraling up pretty quickly oh, yeah. uh, when you start telling people the value of, of, of maintenance, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of value in them. They're yeah, great. for sure, for sure. How about straightforward pricing? Was that an early change that your dad got in place, or was that something you really kind of pushed forward? No, he was doing flat rate
2: pricing okay. for a little bit um, yeah. that was a bit more difficult and obviously you guys have a system to just fall into yeah so we just we just decided you know we're just going to fu- we're just going to do what they tell us to do <laughs> so it's just, it's and also once we understood it we knew that it was it was better and it was yeah. easier to explain to people and people responded to it more you guys have the nice you know straightforward pricing book and it was just a easy system to fall into really yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you got the, the value added part and the opening part of the, the, the book. So it kind of right. gets people to trust you a little bit and it makes that, that service call. There's a little less angst where the person knows, oh, man, this is going to be expensive. And you go, OK, well, it looks like I do have a good company out here to take care of me. Yeah. And it helps with communication like that's I in my
2: experience, like I'm actually a, a homeowner as well. So I've started and I'm doing a bunch of work on my house. So I'm using a, a lot of contractors and then sure. The thing that annoys me the most by far is bad communication. Yes. So that's something that like we really make an effort to do well is communicate, you know, when they first call in, what the pricing is like, what they can expect, when we'll be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really important being on time. Yes. Yep. And then when the technician gets there, just letting them know how the call will go, when or if they'll be needed at any point. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and yeah
1: that, that's just so important communication. Sure sure how about how about the training component i mean what at the heart of, of sgi we're a training company i've always felt that way i mean at every level we're we're training and 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 com- helping people communicate better what is uh what did training look like back then i mean it was really it was your dad and your uncle i mean it's not I, i'm doubting they role played much in the garage or whatever no training <laughs> right right so so what did that how did that go about how'd you get that in place how'd you get him to warm up to that man
2: lots of time but um <laughs> Um
1: yeah it was it was
2: the the thing that made it hard was that if we if we brought someone on that didn't have a lot of experience or someone yeah. that had no experience yeah they didn't do well with us and right. i recognized that so when i brought people on i knew that i had to hire someone with a lot of experience which is yeah. an inhibiting factor but um even now we don't have the best training program i will uh-huh. i will i will admit but it's something that we're actively planning and working on sure Um, sure and we started out by just being a bit more attentive in this field like on-site training so that's what we're starting with now we're just starting to put more effort into the older guys sure letting the younger guys do more stuff yeah yeah and and checking their work a bit so that's where we're starting now
1: but we're definitely going to um build an in-house training program yeah that's great. Yeah, I mean, you guys are, are early in your really your conversion with the with the program. There's so much to be done from a, a very small family business where there's a lot of you know you got to you had to earn trust to to make changes and and it, it takes time. It's not an overnight thing. Not at all. No, yeah. but I think I think that we'll be able to really take off in the next few years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're taking off now. The numbers you're 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 sharing are pretty incredible. I think it's yeah. definitely something I'm proud of. Um, a, a big thing, you know, we I think the number one thing we we talk to new members that come into to to the group is is pricing and that idea of hey you have val you have you know you're a very valuable service here you deserve to be priced in a way that ensures you make money. Talk about uh, the process you guys went through and and maybe raising prices and getting to where you knew you needed to be to make. Fifteen percent net profit. Was that a gradual process? A bunch of gradual increases, or do you you say, "Hey, services going up, replacements are going up"? Well,
2: honestly, we haven't raised our prices many times. Okay. We do. We we are overdue for a price increase. Yeah. Um, Our service fee is ninety nine dollars. We're a bit hesitant to bump it up into three digits, but you know,
1: maybe we'll just start by raising the straightforward pricing part of it first. Yeah. Um, that's a good service fee, by the way. That's that's on the higher side of a lot of companies I hear. So that, I mean, that yeah. helps. That helps sell jobs to begin with. Someone knows they're going to spend a hundred bucks.
2: Yeah. And it's it's rare that, it's very rare that people don't, you know, don't book the call because of it. Right. Um. So I think that we're definitely fine there. Yeah. Maybe we could increase it, but we should probably increase the straight for the, 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 the levels, the, the set levels. levels. Yeah. 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 yeah um but yeah at one point we were like 79 so we 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 raised it from that to 99 at one point yeah and um we raised the straightforward pricing both once but we're yeah. definitely not priced as high as other people in our area
1: okay how about your replacement pricing how's that been going as material you know as equipment prices have gone up i mean uh how much is that has that gone up in your side on that big time so that's that's our biggest
2: improvement yeah Um uh, because Danielle, the the service tech that we have, the yeah. the selling tech, she went through the the comfort advisor training. Has been working with SD very close, and SD's been phenomenal, by the way. It just like helped us out great. a lot. great that's great. Um, to hear. And already her average her average ticket and conversion rates are just significantly higher. Great. So our placement is
1: is going is what's going to drive most of the growth this year sure sure yeah yeah i mean most Well, do you guys know what you are, are you like 80 20 in terms of or 90 10 in terms of replacement revenue uh versus service and maintenance revenue do you know off the top of your head it's like 85 85 replacement yeah that's good Yeah, that's in
0: the right place that's in the right place support for this podcast comes from synchrony are your customers reluctant to share their personal financial information with your sales team help eliminate any customer concerns by allowing them to apply for financing using their personal device with Synchrony's Direct-to-Device technology. This completely paperless process not only saves time, it helps reduce input error and frees your sales representative to handle other tasks. Customers can apply using Direct-to-Device through a secure email sent to their device or by scanning a custom QR code. For more information on Direct-to-Device and how to get set up, Call your Synchrony sales team at 877-891-9803 or visit toolbox.syf.com. Of the technicians you have, I mean, you got your
1: dad. You've got—I forget how many you said. Are they—they they do a mix of—they you don't—you don't have them like Joe. You're just maintenance, or and and everyone else. I know you said they—they're capable of installing. So kind of their roles are are blended, right? So are there certain yeah. people though, that are better at setting leads than than others, and, and those are the ones you feed those older systems to? At the moment, Danielle is pulling a lot of weight. I will like yeah. <laughs> she does a
2: lot of the maintenance still. She does the service sure. calls and I've just been focusing on how to use her the most efficiently. So sure. she's she's carrying a lot of that weight right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm working on bringing people on who can just feed her leads and keep her at the table as much as possible. Right. Um, right. But our, our other technicians, we, you know, we got we have Tim, Dustin and Luke. They are they're on the younger side. You yeah. Tim's in his 30s. Dustin is in his mid twenties. Luke is in his early thirties. So yeah. yeah, they're they're newer guys. Um, Tim also can do maintenance, but we're working on teaching him the service side of things. Right. Um, for the most part, they're just on install though. And then if we yeah. need to fill in for for other service calls, if Danielle's schedule is too booked, then yeah. my dad will pick two or three up if if he needs to. Greg okay. and Tom, they're the. Um, Senior technicians, they can pick them up if we have to.
1: So that's okay. kind of how we're doing it now. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's what's Danielle's background? How did uh, how did you find her? So Danielle, um, I found her
2: through a guy that we had working here before. His name was Bill. Um, it didn't really work out between sure. us and him, but he but he recommended Danielle because they were both in the same um, trade school together. Okay. Okay. And so Danielle got hired by a much bigger company. Um, and she was working there as a maintenance tech, um, just got into service and yeah, Bill gave me her number and told me a little bit about her. I gave her a call and yeah, her, her background, she has a master's degree hmm. and, um, urban planning. Yeah. Okay, urban yeah so sure. she, worked, she worked in DC, you know, behind a desk for a couple years and she wow. just didn't like it.
1: So Talk she got about a shift.
2: Big shift, yeah. And so that's when she went to Lincoln Tech. Okay. And um, finished school there. And, yeah, th- then she got hired by the other company. And then we scooped her up and put her into the service role. And, I mean, besides the master's degree and experience working in D.C., I could just tell that she was a very, like, competent person. yeah. Like someone who's just good at whatever they do and they, they have the get it done mentality. She had a growth mentality that I could already see. Like she wanted to grow. She was hungry and yeah. she was willing to change however she needed to in order to, to you know fill the role and, and, and grow within the company. So, I mean, I give her a ton of credit because it makes it super easy for me. All I have yeah. to do is give her opportunities and give her a platform to grow. And she's, more than taking advantage of it because she's making over quadruple
1: what she was making in DC. <laughs> that's incredible, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and and really, she had never sold anything before, it sounds like, you know, this was all kind of, I mean, she was a service and maintenance tech before, but she's going to school for that, but selling systems was a, a new skill that she learned with you guys, right? Big time, and I'm sorry, yeah. yeah, she's making like triple what she's making before, just to clarify that, but
2: um, she didn't have any sales experience, but yeah, I think, I think what, like, I've done sales in the past. I actually did some door-to-door sales for, yeah. for heating and air conditioning, and <clears throat> I struggled with it because I didn't believe in the, in the company. The installers yeah. Were, yeah. were not good, the back end was not organized, and I didn't believe in the sales process at all. I thought it was right. not super ethical. So, you know, here, I wanted to build a company all together that she would feel very, very confident um recommending to other yes. homeowners. Yes. So you had we all have a lot of you know faith in my dad's um, technical ability. Yeah. And our quality of installs. Yeah. So that was the first part that made her just naturally like be totally okay talking us up. Yeah. Um and then once she went through the the comfort advisor training and the selling tech training, um, you know, she found ways of of communicating the benefits of what we offer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how we're different than other companies. Yeah. So yeah, she really believes in it and that's I yeah. think what makes the difference. That's really important. You have to believe in your whole team and um, the equipment that you sell and um, the value that you offer altogether. Yeah. So I think that she, that's what in large part made it easy for her to, to transition into that. And yeah. also, she's just a phenomenal communicator so I think that
1: mm-hmm. she was kind of gonna do it at some point anyways. Sure, so it sounds like in your your initial interview with her, you knew pr- pretty pretty quickly and how she communicated and her background of of just being a a driven person that she was gonna be a good fit.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty easy sell on her part. I mean, <laughs> she, um, you know, I felt really comfortable talking to her and yeah. very, very personal. Sales, oh, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I felt very comfortable talking to her. I trusted pretty much everything that that she said, you know, not blindly, but like I really felt like she was being honest in everything that she said and um her ability
1: and um yeah, no, she's just great with people. Right, right. And then you said so you would you put her in a, in a truck with your dad right away so she could see how how service was run and then you could see how she could see how install was done and she had that reassurance. In terms of for members that are small that are learning how this this how you guys have grown, just so they know, is that kind of the next step in her onboarding? Is that what you did specifically? No, we got her out there pretty quick actually. <laughs> you got her pretty quick. <laughs> yeah we, we, we make some money. <laughs> yeah right.
2: Yeah we we put her in a in a truck pretty pretty soon after that. Um, okay. I mean the other company that she was working for um we're a part of another, you know, best practice. Oh sure. Well, so she was very familiar with, with the, with the, the value building mindset and process. And she was already comfortable with, with the prices. Okay. And she already had some, she was already
1: battle tested basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. You talk about, um, you know, selling on value and, and, and so you talked about having a great install. But what are some of the other things that she sells on? That hey, this is what you get by choosing Buick. What what are some other big? Is it warranties, guarantees? Is it just the family story? that You've been around for since two thousand. What what are your big things that she hammers on? So we kind of have like three major things. It's like if
2: if I'm a if I'm a a homeowner, I want to know what's the most important information to consider when yeah. who I'm going to have replace my HVAC system and spend, you know, 10 plus thousand dollars. And yeah. obviously the quality of the installation is the most important thing. And that's, everybody knows that. Like the, if the install is done well, then that alone has a lot of value over its lifetime because it'll last sure. longer if you have fewer repairs. Yeah. And then after that is, you know, the warranties. So we offer a 10 year labor warranty okay. um, with certain brands. So yeah. that's, that's very good because as far as I know, I, I think only one other company in any of our service areas even offer a 10-year labor warranty. So I think that helps out a lot. And yeah. then with that 10-year labor warranty and just the lifetime of the system, is the company that installed it reliable? Will they yeah. pick up? Will they pick up the phone when uh, you know when you need something? If anything goes wrong or any adjustments need to be made, and yeah, will they be there um, long-term to take care of you? So that's sure. that's kind of like the cheat code that we give them, and then we yeah. from there. We do the comfort survey, and Good. ask them all fine questions. Yeah. build options based on on their feedback, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how we uh,
1: like the value building process. Sure, uh, I guess what three or four options on every replacement. Yeah, three to four. Yeah. What, what are their big differentiators is it just uh, efficiency of equipment is it, uh, do you, are you always sure to bundle in IEQ, maybe into the upper level ones or yeah. what are they kind of how do they differentiate themselves
2: so on our forms hold on let me just show you.
1: yeah take your time so
2: on our forms we have like we have four options yeah like this yeah four options. And then on the bottom we have like a menu for adding on um, like IEQ products. Yeah. So we build the four options, and then at the bottom she go like she goes through all the add-ons, and at the end is able to sell them pretty. I mean, they pretty much sell themselves because they're a lot they're a lot less expensive when they're done with the installation. So people know that hey, you know, if I'm going to get my whole system replaced, you know, I'm I want to take advantage of this you know UV product or the media filter. Sure. Those kinds sure. of things. and um, yeah, so and then sometimes if she's not able to sell right on the spot afterwards, sometimes we'll you know we'll include the media filter in the installation um, because that doesn't really cost us that much, yeah. but it's a lot of value. So those are things yeah. that we
1: do to kind of create bundles based on the situation we're in with that customer. That's great. That's great, and that's helps help differentiate yourself. And and when exactly. you follow the process, great things happen. You know? Yeah, it it shows the customer
2: that you're willing to make adjustments to fit their sometimes their budget, sometimes their their you know expectations, or you know sometimes we'll even add a, a, an extra year for labor warranty because I mean we're confident in our installations. Right. You know? so, right it's not that big of a deal if we add another year for a labor warranty, but for
1: them, it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's great. Sure. You mentioned budget. So I, it reminded me to ask, uh, what do you do a lot of financing? Does she offer everything in a finance price?
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. Financing has been huge. We, we finance now probably 70, 70 ish percent. That's wow. kind of a, kind of a guess. It's not a hundred percent, but it's most, a lot though. Yeah. Most, yeah, most of them are definitely financing now because, you know once you get to the end and you just you discuss financing it just makes it really easy for people to do business with you because you've checked off all of the things that they're they have concerns about or they're hesitant about right. at the end everything makes sense it just makes it really much easier sure what financing products are you guys using we what we, use, we use synchrony bank that's a um, an sgi vendor yeah and so yep. there's one option that's an 18 month 0% interest yeah and by far the most popular one because you know they just take the total that they see there and they divide up into 18 months can pay it off whenever um and that's just a really convenient product i'm actually looking to replace my roof sometime soon and i'm trying to find someone
1: who can offer the same kind of thing sure yeah I mean, that's a big ticket yeah. item that's yeah a big ticket item that's yeah. great uh, so that's the big one is your 18 months zero percent yep that's the biggest Do- one do you get any other is there an an option for that you know stretch it out as long as you can you might pay 10 percent, but uh at least it's a lot smaller of a number yeah so you know danielle will get a feel for their
2: uh you know their their budget and if if those kinds of plans would 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 suit them better because some people do just need it to be the the lowest number possible yeah but in the areas that that we're focusing on the most that's pretty high income areas so okay it's not as common. Okay. So um, yeah, there are three other financing options where you're basically just deciding on your dollar a month and the dollar dollar a month that you pay corresponds to the interest rate. And that's
1: the easiest way of understanding it. Sure. Sure. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, I'm going to hop around a little bit. You talked about you know, um, you know. Well, actually, let's let's jo- let's jump to marketing. We talked marketing a little bit. I know that's something that intrigues you. Um, you know, you've you've got you got your internet presence established. What are you guys doing now to continue and drive business? you small, you know, small family business that was probably mostly word of mouth for so many years, and now you're really trying to get yourself on the map so you can continue continue to grow. So, I'm guessing SEO, PPC, or what? What's your mix look like these days?
2: Right now. It's just SEO and PPC. Um, wow. We use um, placement SEO, and they're they've done great. They've they've uh, boosted our ranking in lots of keywords. So our organic SEO efforts are starting to pay off, and we're starting to rank higher than our competitors. PPC, great. I actually still have to go back and track all of those results, but all Perfect. I know is at the moment is that we've had a we've had more than enough calls through. Through March and April, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I still have to go back and officially do the numbers. But yeah, as far as percentage of our of our revenue,
1: yep, we're gonna answer.
2: Yeah, we're doing like four percent. so. Wow, that's not cool. a lot. We, yeah, you
0: know, we yeah. Haven't
2: really had to put much into marketing. And also, I'm very um, hesitant about spending marketing dollars because it can be wasted so easily. So. Sure. That's why I'm really thinking about who we do business with. I need to see case studies. Or if it's a recommendation from another member and they say, hey, this is really working for us, then then I'm willing to try that. Right, right. We're going to be adding more um, Google My Business locations. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because we have two of them now. And this office that I'm in yeah. now, only have been here for uh, like oh, yeah, almost two years yeah, almost two years now. And as soon as we we started renting this space, I added I added this location to Google. Yeah. And since then, you know, in this area, in this immediate area, we're doing uh, it'll be upwards of like four hundred thousand in revenue. So That's we hilarious. literally just pay rent here, put it on Google, and increase our revenue that much. So
1: yeah,
2: I'm just gonna keep doing that uh, if it's working, and then I'll measure PPC over time, and then I want to maybe build on the branding efforts, maybe do some direct mail, some social media stuff. But since we're, since we're still growing and meeting our goals, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I
1: don't want to grow too fast. Right, right, right. Cause yeah, you don't want to start turning hordes of calls away and all of a sudden you become difficult no, to do business with. The waste of money and, and also doesn't
2: really look, look too good either.
1: Yeah. How are you, how are you determining the, the, the parts of town? Is it just, you know, it's a more affluent area or is there an area where, boy, there's a lot of track homes that were built? 15 years ago, maybe ready time for new systems, or how are you determining that?
2: Mainly income. Yeah. Mainly income. Yeah. You now the the suburbs of Baltimore, we, we don't go into the city. Like we we try to stay, well, we're, we stay completely out of Baltimore because it's just not efficient, it's not as profitable, and it's just a pain. Sure. But yeah. um, DC we'll go into a little bit because there's some very high income there. Um, but we sure. generally try to stay out of DC and just stick to the suburbs that are around each of those cities. Sure. And the, Higher income areas. So I actually grew up in um, Ellicott City, Columbia. That's where we are now. Mm-hmm. So it's close for my dad, and so that was also
1: a factor for him. But yeah, mainly income. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. All right, your your calls are coming in, and you are the you are the <laughs> you're the call taker right now. You you still haven't let go of that. Why now? Why haven't you let go of that? That, that yeah. Is it just the you know you just like having your hands on it, or what is it? <laughs> Uh,
2: I mean, yeah, partly, definitely a part of it is like a fear of, of, of letting go. Yep. But I mean, I'm over that. I, I don't let that like impede me, yeah. but, um, I, I would say for a while I was just so, I was just so buried in everything. I couldn't sure. really fathom bringing, bringing on someone else and training them on a system that like, I, I wasn't, I had to get organized first. Yeah. I had to organize and, and create a system of managing the office before I brought somebody on because then I just would have been even more stressed. The yeah. person wouldn't have gotten the best training and it, yeah, I want to have some of that stuff set up before I yeah. hire someone. But I'm and I'm more than ready now.
1: I was gonna say and you're interviewing now. It's it's you're beyond yeah. ready. You're you're actually interviewing right now. So yes. right, 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 I can't um, wait. <laughs> I bet, I bet. I, I remember talking to you at expo and you're you're glued to your phone, like uh oh, someone's calling in, you know. Um sprang yeah,
2: yeah. like three
1: times already. I know <laughs> I'm costing you money. I'm sorry, Nick. But no, 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 no. It's it's not <laughs> a big deal. I, I get yeah. a hold of it by calling back. Okay. I was gonna say, so you don't have a rollover service or anything like that right now. You are you are the one stop shop. We have an answering service on the weekends. Okay, on the weekends All right. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Um so okay, so the call comes in, you're you're slotting it, right? You're deciding who gets what opportunity. And you guys use service line. I wanted to bring sure be sure to bring that up. Uh, maybe talk about how what the software because you're relatively new on it if I'm not mistaken right just the last five or six months.
2: Yeah, I think it's been only three months at this point. Three months. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so how much? So you probably have you been able to do much on it to get it going yet? I mean, or are you still pretty new? I would say still pretty new. Um, I'm not very good with 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 computer
2: softwares and stuff. Yep. So that's that's why I'm sure that whoever I end up bringing on like. Probably gonna be better at that stuff than I am, even. Yeah. So at least that's that's the hope. But um, no, nah, it's it's been pretty it it's been pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, no, not not too difficult. It's it's right. an, it's an adjustment like anything else. But sure. Any other sure. feedback? I, I don't really know. I mean, the, the tracking features are are great, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to understand why it works the way it does, so that it will produce accurate KPIs that Directly relate to what we do uh, in certain path, right? So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I mean, I'm fully on board. Still, it'll, it'll get right. easier. Right. Yeah. So, and you're, you know, you bring up the point of, of tracking numbers and KPIs. How much has that been in education, or is that with your prior business knowledge, you kind of understood the value of gross margin and and how you had to drive that number in order for the net profit number to be impacted. Yeah, no, I, I
2: I just like to have tons of information, I, and I like to have control over over things and not in like a negative way. And like no, 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 yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I like to have as much control over the business as possible, and that you need to know that that stuff in order to do yeah. that. Yep. It's, it's security, you know what I mean? It's it's security. If you don't know, if you look at your numbers every three months or every six months or at the end of the year, you know, that's that's so much uncertainty that
1: just like stresses me out. So, <laughs> yeah, totally understand. Totally understand. Well, you guys, you've got a lot going on. I mean, you guys are in the middle of your growth journey. Uh, it's exciting to see the numbers that you're experiencing, but I know you. I can tell you got a lot more stuff you want to get into place and and get moving. Uh, Maybe kind of just in wrapping up, what are what are two or three things you're kind of actively working on you hope to get accomplished uh, this year that, you know, will make a big a big dent in in improving the business even more? Okay,
2: so the big things are hiring someone for the office, someone good for the office, taking the calls, managing all the paperwork that I you know, I'm doing right now that takes up way too much time. So sure. I guess that would basically be freeing up my time and then freeing up my dad's time to focus yep. on working on the business. Mm-hmm. So freeing up our time to take care of all of the things on our to-do lists Yeah, that will grow the business. That So freeing up our time, one, is definitely, will have the biggest impact. I'm creating a training, like a training calendar cool. for, for all of us so that, um, we're just heavily investing in training this year. So good. cross-training our guys, we'll have to hire two service techs. Um, yeah. So two more service techs and office person. Um, so as far as uh, manpower, that's, that's all we need for a good bit. But yeah, um, yeah, me, me and my dad are going to go to a bunch of the, the certain path courses. Uh, total right. Just really, really, invest in ourselves so investing yeah. in ourselves bringing up our time building this building a tr- an in-house training system those are probably the yeah that's that's the most important thing
1: those are two big ones those are two or three big ones so
2: that'll,
1: that'll keep you busy plus running the day-to-day i understand yeah that. it will that, that's that's great what um yeah just two more wrapping up questions where do you see the business you know, in 10 years, do you, do you have a vision? Do you have a, some grand schemes of where you'd like to see it in that time? It's really hard to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, in three
2: years, I'd like to be a $5 million company. Um, okay. Maintaining the same, the same, you know, net numbers. Yeah. Um, ten, and then at that point, I'll kind of assess whether, whether I want to continue growing or if I'm happy with where it's at and just maintain. Sure. Yeah. So that'll be the next, you know, cross that bridge when I get there. But 10 years from now, it, I don't know. I can't really say. That's too far.
1: Yeah. yeah you're in the far. weeds right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're doing yeah. a lot of the heavy lifting of getting the infrastructure of a solid business in place. I get it.
2: Yeah. A lot can change. And then, you know, for me personally, um, you know, working with my dad and growing a family company it has an element of, you know, I, I still kind of want to go out and do something on my own, maybe get involved in some other, other, businesses. I don't know. Yeah. Let's we'll see what happens, but
1: yeah. 28, you got, you got plenty of time to figure that out. Yeah. Um, what advice, last question, what advice would you have to other, um, you know, SGI size certain path members that are small, that were smaller, maybe when your shoes two, three years ago, you know, they just go, boy, I don't know where to start. There's so much, you know, we've been doing business a certain way for 15 years and know we need to change, but man, there's only one or two of us. What, what are some early things you'd recommend? just to get to get moving on
2: well first it's just make make small improvements don't be intimidated by how long it'll take to right. do lots of things because you, it, when you break it down into bite-sized pieces it's much easier yeah. um, but honestly i think you have to get organized before you before you take it all on if sure. your office is a mess if your morning if your morning like huddle like your morning meeting with all your technicians is not structured and and every day seems like you're winging it you need to fix that first before you yeah before you start doing anything else um and then after that just submit to the system just mm-hmm.
1: just just give in you know yeah that's it yeah do you now it looks like you. sounds like you guys have like a checklist of things you know you want to get done or you throughout this entire journey there's been okay we've got 20 things we you know we're gonna get three done this year or four things done in this next couple months or whatever it sounds like that's been a big driver
2: yeah it could it could definitely be broken down a bit more but yeah no i have i have um running lists and different categories of things that every day i'm just like how many of these things can i cross off
1: and then yeah if it's to cross them off you know Sure, sure. What did you do? You and your dad sit down at times and start talking about those things, or how much do you plan and and, and strategize together? A lot
2: more now. Um, yeah. yeah, we meet in the morning, and once he gets the guys out for the installs, and um, then we sit down and and just work on scheduling mm-hmm. installs in the most efficient way possible. Yeah, and um, and then yeah, just
1: kind of tackle the to do list and divide things up. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, great. Well, Nick, hey, thank you so much for your time. I know you got about three calls to get back to. So that's not lost on me. I appreciate your insight. A great, a great journey so far. Very much looking forward to seeing where you guys are are headed in the future. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk in in another two or three years and and maybe it'll be five or $10 million by then. We'll see. Hopefully. So that's Nick Bjork of Bjork Heating and Air Conditioning in Columbia, Maryland. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If so, please like, and subscribe on YouTube. If we're on your favorite podcast player of choice, please leave us a five-star review. The two seconds you take to leave a review will help other success-minded contractors like you find us and hopefully get a little bit better, which helps our entire industry. And please join me for future episodes. This has been The Successful Contractor, powered by CertainPath.
0: Support for this podcast comes from R.E. Michael Company. With more than 270 sales locations coast to coast, R.E. Michael has grown to be one of the nation's leading wholesale distributors of HVACR equipment, parts, and supplies. Our conveniently located branches carry an extensive inventory that meets the needs of its own market and its own customers. And if we don't have it, we'll find it. It's our mission to make the supply side of your HVACR business as easy as possible. Certain Path members have access to a generous rebate program, too. For more information, go to your Certain Path Hub or contact R.E. Michaels Certain Path representative at 410 553 3714 or email tracy.johnson at remichael.com. The Successful Contractor podcast is part of the Certain Path family. CertainPath builds successful home service businesses and has for 23 years. We do it by providing contractors with a proven path to success, professional coaching, software solutions, and a member community of over 1,000 contractors just like you. Doubling your sales with a 20% net profit and an inspiring company culture is all possible. Let us show you the way. With CertainPath, success is made certain. Visit www.mycertainpath.com for more information.